Welcome to the Buzz Pod, a monthly podcast produced by the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce. Here's your host, Sasha Sanguinetti. We welcome you to this special episode of the Birch Bay Buzz Pod. Today, we visit with Roland Middleton, Special Programs Manager with Whatcom County Public Works and a slew of things to talk about, including some of the recent flooding we've experienced in the Bay. Going to be resurfacing Birch Bay Drive this summer. We'll talk about that. Also, some repairs in the future to Birch Bay Linden Road near the Ham Road area where it uh, washed out last year during the flooding. Jackson Road Bridge is going to have a new look. We'll take a look at that as well. And we'll talk about some improvements coming to Bay Road as well. Again, Roland Middleton with Whatcom County Public Works, Special Programs Manager. We talk with him next on the Birch Bay Buzz Pod. The natural beauty and recreation in this northwest corner of Whatcom County make it a great place to live and play. The Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District 2 is your local source for fun. Play pickleball, the fastest growing sport in the world. Go to bbbparkandrec.org for pickleball events this summer. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation District is a proud partner of the Chamber of Commerce in providing special events for the community. Blaine Birch Bay Park and Recreation, where the fun happens. The Birch Bay BuzzPod. Well, our guest is Roland Middleton with Public Works. Roland, it's always a pleasure to see you, and I know that you always enjoy coming to Birch Bay. Whenever I reach out, you always yeah. jump, no, no, I'll come to you. Yeah, <laughs> well, any excuse to come out to my favorite piece of heaven is, uh, is a good time to be out here. Right, exactly. Well, let's, let's dive right into business, because there's a lot going on um, in Birch Bay, and it seems like there's always a lot going on in Birch Bay. Um, but I want to start, uh, obviously a, a concern the last couple of years has been uh, some of the flooding that we've seen, especially along the Terrell Creek Basin. And, um, but, and I know, I know a, lot of, a, lot of, uh, a lot of things have been made of that, Roland, but the fact is we live in a coastal area. And these are problems that you pick a spot along the coast, they're going to have issues like this. Yeah, you know, it, it is... Um... Whether whether you want to blame your your neighbor's F one fifty or uh, uh, the, the more volcanoes in the air, climate is changing. And over as a geologist, I mean, you, you talk to us geology nerds and talk about the the ebbs and flows of climate, and we're in one of those those times now where things that we saw fifty years ago is is is, is different. Um, the the sea level that was out there right now is not the sea level that was out there a thousand years ago, or four thousand years ago, or eight thousand years ago, and it and it is slowly changing. And in pe- during people's lifetimes, um, we are now getting to the point where we are at um, places that were built a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago, and what was built for that time period isn't happening for today. So there's some people out there that's like, oh, I've never seen the, 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 you know, king tides like this. Yeah. You no kidding. Right. <laughs> Correct. And unfortunately, you're going to see it more. And some of that has to do, uh, and if you're, if you're sitting at home right now really bored and you want to look into the called the lunal, the lunar wobble. And what it is is the, 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 the moon that affects the tides isn't in a direct circular orbit around the earth. It kind of goes out farther and comes in closer and that sort of thing. And that, and that change has a great deal of effect on the tides. We're in the, one of those patterns now where the moon is really affecting the tides. We're also in those patterns where we're seeing storms that are just different. 
when you have a tremendous amount of atmospheric pressure pushing down on the water south of us, well, there's nowhere for that water to go in South Puget Sound except out <laughs> a right. couple of little outlets or push up north. And so it, it literally gives you an effect of pushing water uphill up into, into us. And then on top of that, we're in a low pressure system right. because that happens to be where the, 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 the storm happens to be. And all of a sudden, um, what used to be two feet lower is now two feet higher. And if you're in a coastal area, um, not just Birch Bay Village or the folks uh, in and around uh, you know, Terra Creek, but they had jellyfish in the city, in the city streets of Olympia yeah. at this last storm jellyfish in the street so um it's something that we need to gather together as a community well and when you to see start talking about like, that and when you see events like this human nature we look at what affects us directly right but when yeah. you, what you're saying with olympia step back and take a look at that big picture because oh, yeah. it's really happening all up and down the coast Re- really really honestly um you know, and um sandy point was just devastated and and and, and that's a that's a um that's something that we need to work together. Whatcom County now is hiring a climate change manager. That's something that was put into place by the county council here recently. And um, uh, Chris Elder, who is a planner with Public Works, doing some of that work already. Uh, he had a open house uh, conversation a few Saturdays ago, several Saturdays ago. I wasn't able to attend, but uh, I heard it was uh, very popular. We need to have more of those. We will have more of those. And we need to start talking about, okay, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. As king, the king tides are no longer, you know, kind of scary, they're now into people's living rooms. What are we going to do? And how are we going to address that? And, and it's something that uh, you know, I often joke, you know, don't stick your head in the sand because you'll drown. <laughs> Well, and, you know, we're kind of in a unique situation where we get it from both directions. You have the coastal area, and then you have the flooding that comes, you know, from Terrell Creek. That's right. um, You know, even the Nooksack flooding can somewhat affect people out here. So it's, you know, your your job, you deal with a lot of moving water, Roland. I do. I do. I, uh, yesterday, just came from talking to someone out there uh, out of the, uh, the city of Nooksack. Very similar issues. Uh, and uh, ditches that used to be ditched and cleaned out every year in the 50s and 60s haven't been touched since the 70s. And there's some impact from that. Um, there's also some reason for that because of salmon habitat and those sorts of things. So there's there's lots of different resources and lots of different um, issues that, that need to be put on the table. But that doesn't mean we, we don't talk about it. That doesn't right. mean we don't go for, go forward to address these issues. I, I just hope that the people of Birch Bay can join the people of Sandy Point and all the way down to the people of Olympia and Laconer and everywhere else in between that are dealing with this and work with the federal and state governments to move forward on getting some solutions, some mitigation, some things to happen. I, I, I don't have a, a magic wand to say, you know, this is what's going to help. It's not like the berm, you know, the berm, we had specific issues going on with the berm and specific issues with regard to protecting uh, the roadway there on on Birch Bay. Um, We had much heavier and bigger storms 
that hit the berm than the storms that hit a few years ago mm-hmm. that took out one of the, the entire road. And the berm did great. And so um, those are the kind of things that people would like to just say, well, why don't we just build that over here? Or why don't we do that? Or can't you just do this? Or can you build a retention you know, pond up above Terrell Creek to hold all that rainwater? And well, yeah, but those are all the things that we need to bring together. And, and, it's, and, and you're talking about permanent things, too. When you're talking about it, altering the land and doing something permanent, that's something I know the county takes very seriously. And it's going to take maybe a little bit more time to work those things out than what people generally want to see. Yeah, and and I, I had a, some folks that when um, the community at Birch Bay has asked for what used to be called the promenade, the berm, for decades, and, I, and I'm not joking decades yeah, 75-ish, uh, right? right. Yes. yeah um and i remember that because that's the year i was born <laughs> <laughs> oh man i feel old now so yeah. i think the first time i was out there was in the uh, early 80s with wolf bauer had the opportunity to walk the beach with him and talk about the design and which is essentially what we built out there mm-hmm. um and 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 folks that we had everything budgeted, ready to go, and it took us two and a half years to get the permits. <laughs> a beneficial project that was beneficial to habitat and everything, and and the pedestrians and safety and protection of the road and and stormwater. There was not virtually nothing but benefits. It still took us two and a half years. So what years. you're saying is even as a government entity, public works, you don't get preferential that, treatment when it comes to permitting. That's right. <laughs> so if there are some solutions that need to be happening for some of the coastal communities, we can't stop. Just in the go, oh, we'll never get that permitted. Because there are some folks that said, oh, we'll never get the berm permitted. Let's just give up. And uh, one of my jobs is to keep moving forward. Even if we stumble, we're going to stumble forward. <laughs> no falling back here. You you understand what needs to happen. Let's make it happen. Let's let's go ahead and talk about the berm a little bit. And I know uh, when you and I met here a few weeks ago, one of the first things you told me is, "Yeah, the Ring of Fire and Hope took a little bit of a uh, took a little bit of a chunk out of the berm and the plantings in particular." And we knew that this was kind of a fragile situation. Yeah. Um, where are we at with that right now? Well, first of all, I want to say uh, on behalf of uh, uh, the community, thank you so much for doing uh, you as in the chamber, doing your best to use the LED, uh, LED um, light lighted oh, yeah, fuses. Yeah. You know, People they love they don't catch the 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 the, the plantings on fire, <laughs> so <laughs> provide nice light. Um, one of the things that we're dealing with right now, and we're going back to kind of the permitting issues, is uh, we have a, re- a requirement on planting for the berm. And part of the things that hold the, the berm together in any natural system right? is root systems. Yeah, and so those plantings are not only required by regulatory uh, agencies through our permits, but it's also a requirement uh, by the designer, by the people working on it. Uh, and when you're putting together and you're restoring a natural beach system, plants are part of that. It's not just a pile of rock. If you put a pile of marbles out there and run a bunch of water on it, 
uh, those marbles move around and they will eventually slough down. That that's part of the design. That's part of we understand that we understand it moves and it, and it ebbs and flows. But one of the things that is a key component in that is is dune grasses and those sorts of things that hold it together. That will happen over time. And it is. It is. I mean, if you go out there and look, and there's areas there that are locked in really well, the plants have taken off. There's other areas where people are loving the berm to death, and that's one of the problems. And uh, you're going to get the scoop, Sasha, on your podcast. Yes. Right now. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We're excited. Well. Give me a headline, Roland. It won't be an ugly orange plastic fence but you will be seeing fencing going up on the berm. We have to. Uh, we've, we're going to find areas. And, and what I've recommended to, to the engineers is uh, similar to what some landscapers have done. You just plant a field of grass in, a, in let's say, a, ca- a, a campus, like a college mm-hmm. campus, and you come back the next year, and you can see where people are walking. And then you pour the concrete where they're walking. Yes. Well, you can see where people walk, where they, they just kind of congregate and they cross over the berm. It's just the little natural spots. Give up trying to plant those. Just give, give up. But then let's protect the areas that aren't that, that will still give us the percentage requirement required under the permits, and it'll still hold the berm the way it needs to do. And so we're looking at some beach and you can't see on your podcast, but I'm doing air quotes now, beach style fencing. So I don't know if it's like those bamboo slats. And we're not talking high fence. We're, we're talking just, yeah. just kind just of, don't go don't, near fence. don't, yeah, don't stand here. And once those areas start to fill in, and once the bees grass starts to grow, you can walk on it and you're not going to kill it. But these little thousands of dollars of little teeny blades of grass that have been planted in there, um, fires, people walking on them, setting their coolers on them, putting their beach towels on them, are, are killing them. And once, like, like I said, once they get established, that that won't be a problem. People, and we're not talking are, hundreds of dollars. We're not talking thousands of dollars. We're talking tens of tens thousands of, thousands. of thousands of dollars of replanting that we've done. We haven't even been able to close out the project because we've had to do so much replanting. Uh, and and a couple other things that w- we need to do. So I will be out with Birch Bay. I'll, any public meeting I get a chance to talk to people about. Uh, I know people won't hear this. People won't go to those public meetings, and I'll still get calls like, how could you put a fence out there? Well, <laughs> you're the first to hear it, Sasha. I'm sorry, but it's going to happen. Well, the good and news is, is it's going to be a fence that is going to... I, I think the orange snow fencing was probably <laughs> more of an issue yeah. than actual fencing. It sounds like this is going to be much more aesthetically pleasing. It, it has to be. I mean, honestly. Um, the reason why that, that snow fencing went up is because of what we had. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's what yeah. the contractor had available. We had to get it done. And um, it was basically either you do this or we're going to order you to do this sort of thing from the regulatory agencies. And we don't want to go there. So we want to look at something that is aesthetically pleasing. Uh, For me, who lives in a woods with no fences, uh, no fence, I think, is really aesthetically pleasing. But 
it's certainly going to be not a bunch of orange plastic that's going up there. I yeah. I, I think I think it'd be much better for see. Moving, yeah. M- moving on, uh, let let's talk about Birch Bay Linden Road since we're talking about water, and that was obviously another water issue. Um, the uh, the washout just near Ham Road, and uh, I know there's plans for that as well, or further plans for that. There are, and that, that's one of those areas where if you can take a look at the aerial photograph, I think it might still be on the website, uh, but uh, when that road washed out, it you know blew out. When you see a road close sign, <laughs> that really means the road is closed. Yes. It's not, we're not putting it up there just for fun. Uh, we don't close a road. We, as in Whatcom County Public Roads, only closes a road for certain things. Um, and, and it's serious and that would be serious. Someone would have gotten killed if they would drove around the road close sign there. And we that's had, not breaking news, by the way. I think I've heard Roland say that about oh, every visit we've had. Yeah. Um, that, in that case, however, uh, we had someone who had to put their car, they had a, they had a drive in front of somebody who was ignoring the sign. And it was one of our crew, actually, I think it was an off-duty sheriff who did this. Um, but anecdotally, I heard that they actually physically had to stop the person because they would have just driven right into a hole, which was moving, uh, you know, 10 feet deep, very fast water that blew out the entire road. The great news about that is, uh, the federal highway administration paid a hundred percent of that repair. So all those, those two great big culverts that were put in there just to get the road back open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just want to uh, applaud uh, our bridge and hydraulics team. Uh, that division um, stopped work on everything else to get that road open. They focused 150% on getting that done and got it open. We're looking at uh, the permanent fix uh, being probably a few years out still. Okay. We're hoping that it's either going to be this year or next year that we'll start the type size and location process. Uh, same process that we're doing for Jackson Road Bridge. But if that process figures out, is it going to be a bridge? It's going to be big culverts. It most likely will be a bridge. But, okay, what size of bridge? Is it going to have bike lanes on it? Is it not? You know, All of that conversation is going to start happening this year or maybe next year. But the construction we're not sure of. But... We have already uh, been allocated, I don't know if we received, but allocated, budgeted $5.2 million for the next fix, for the permanent Perfect. fix. So th- that's federal, that, those are federal dollars. That is great. That means the, the, the road tax money that you're, you're putting out there is going to other things as opposed to those fixes. So we just want to applaud the work that was been done by uh, our bridge and hydraulic crew in getting that funding. They're the ones that went after that funding and thank you, the county engineer getting that done. Uh, but uh, that will pay for a significant amount uh, of the uh, of that permanent fix. Again, going back to human nature, I think the question that most people are going to have is how long am I going to be inconvenienced? But I would imagine the duration of that project probably just depends on the scope that's discussed here over the next several months. Correct? Entirely. Yeah. And so, um, that's what the whole type size and location process is all about. Um, you, you know, it, it's kind of, um, every bridge, 
uh, the you know the ferry, you know, Lummy Lummy Island ferry, the same same sort of thing. Do you want to just have it done and get it done, which is less money mm-hmm. and less disruption, less length of disruption? And let's say it takes eight months, 10, 12 months, fifteen months, and just and get it done. Or do you want to spend nearly twice the money, keep one lane open, and l- work on it for three years? Exactly. Uh, that so, never works out. Just just get it done. So one of the things that we will be looking at, we Public Works will be looking at, is those detour routes around there. Okay, what do we need to do to, to beef up those and make sure those are safe? Same thing that happened on Slater Road. If uh, any of you recall... We lost uh, Slater Road, the, the, the culvert underneath a big culvert, six, eight foot culvert uh, collapsed and the road was, was, was tr- uh, sinking and was, we almost lost the road. Fortunately, we didn't lose it with, underneath a school bus or something like that. Yes. We were able to close the road, get it some emergency repair done, slow the traffic down, and then get it repaired. Um, there's some folks there that said, "Oh, let's 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 can we leave just part of it open?" Well, it would have cost nearly twice as much, and it would have lasted four times the length, the of time, to get it. So, um, what we did was look at the uh, detour routes, made some modifications, did that work first, then set up the detour routes. So we're going to be looking at the same thing. Okay. Um, we had to do that under emergency, so. People were call, calling us like, Ham Road's not made for this kind of traffic. Well, no, it's yeah, not. Yes. <laughs> 10,000 cars. That, that's yes. why it's, yeah. So, so people ask, well, how long does it take to design it? Well, that's not just the issue, uh, the design. Yeah, um, it, it's, it's addressing all of those ancillary impacts that are, that are out there. We got to take care of all of that. Absolutely. My first experience with the Jackson Road Bridge was a couple of years ago, and it was when COVID was pretty hot and heavy, but we still had our national night out. We were doing it in a parade form, and I happened to be in the lead vehicle with uh, one of our distinguished sheriff's officers, and uh, we crossed that bridge. Well, we forgot that we had a bunch of engines behind us, fire engines behind (laughs) us in that bridge, and pretty soon we were getting screamed at as the lead vehicle, no, you're not supposed to go over that bridge. Bridge has some issues. It's been there a while. I know that's a project that you guys are looking at as well. It is. And so we had a open house hmm, a couple, three years ago now. We will have another one this summer. We're going to get back back to that. That is one of those projects when Birch Bay Linen blew out and other uh, flood uh, projects all over the county were handed to us. Um, all of our construction program came to a grinding halt for the most part. Jackson Road Bridge is a, um, a significant project for Birch Bay and for Whatcom County, uh, all of Whatcom County. We're looking at a 62-foot span replacement there. We've started the type, size, and location process, had a first public meeting, uh, which was virtual, which was a little strange for, for me because I appreciate the the meetings before the meeting and the meetings after the meeting and getting yes. getting to talk to people and and there's some folks that don't like to talk in front of a crowd and so 
we 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 want to have that open house where we can gather and get together again and talk about this project. I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you real quick, yeah. Roland. These open houses, these public meetings. Sometimes you get some attendance, sometimes you don't. But this is kind of like at the legislature. All the work's done in the committee meetings, right? Yep. These public meetings, these open houses, these are your chance. That's it. Yep. To give your opinions and give your thoughts. So don't be turning around and complaining about it when it's done if you haven't attended any of these. Well, when you do turn around and complain about it, <laughs> yeah. you haven't attended these, I, I, you know, <laughs> then you and I will sit here and laugh about that. But <laughs> but um, you're absolutely right, Sasha. I mean, and, and it's it's so important. And, and, I understand, and that's why we, we try to have them in the evenings and weekends. Um, and that, that's something that I pushed and been pushing for some decades now. Uh, when we had the meetings on the berm, I'd come out on Saturdays because the condo associations met on Saturdays. Sure. They didn't meet on a Tuesday afternoon. They, they met on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so I came out to meet with them and do that sort of thing. And so what we're trying to do is make sure that we will make it as, as friendly as possible so people can come and talk about it. Please, and, and for this is for all the people listening and everyone that they know, um, we're not in competition. We're not the enemy. We really want to hear what what's your ideas? What what do you what do you want? Uh, there's some there's some neighbors that live right next to the bridge. We really want to you know we're talking to those folks, but there's other people well, like the people that were yelling at you. Don't cross that bridge. We're going to yes. collapse it. Um, you know we need to hear from from everyone involved. And one of the great things that I, I got some really good news, and I mentioned it uh, in our little uh, video updates that that were that we put together we received four million dollars in in federal funds for that bridge and that's going to cover the the significant amount of the cost yes now it won't cover all of it but it's going to cover the the vast majority of the cost of that bridge from the federal government so um that just means we have money that's available for other smaller projects and things to do that that aren't covered in the Fed. so again uh, federal highways have come through uh, for us in their different programs. And with that, that also means it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. It, yes. it will get done. That bridge will be brought up to structural and functional uh, uh, standards. And uh, part of it is also just the aesthetics of it all. Yes. Because for the most part, Public Works doesn't care. Do you, do you want it to have open sides? You want to have a closed size? You want it to have this? You want it to have an arch? You want it, you know, all these these things that um, that that's the whole point of having the open house, right? So if you care about those things, please please participate. The resurfacing project on Birch Bay Drive, we've heard this has been planned for the last year, maybe a couple of years, and for various reasons like catastrophic flooding it maybe hasn't happened (laughs) Um, but I know Public Works is eyeballing getting that project done this year and with the least amount of intrusion to the summer fun in Birch Bay absolutely Um, and it what we will get a majority of it done this year so it'll go from essentially Laurel Lane up to the on north, the south end. on the south end, up to so that's down by uh, Grand Leisure Bay, Leisure Park, Grand Leisure Bay. Park, Grand Bay. Mm-hmm. From there, um, up to the north, up to I think Shintaffer, okay. somewhere up in, up that way, um, and 
what we're trying to do now is we'll be working with the contractor. So it hasn't even gone out to bid. I don't think it's even gone out to bid yet, but it, it will be, uh, we'll be working with the contractor on the timing for that. And one of the things we want to make sure of is that we don't have any equipment or any um, transportation issues when you're going to have a parade or you're going to have a, an event out here or that sort of thing. So it most likely won't even happen until start happening until you know july in in july uh, so nowhere near memorial day nowhere near fourth of july nowhere near labor day and you also have discovery days and you have other events out here and we want to coordinate away from those time periods having said that um it's not just the wonderful events that bring Yes. Everyone from mm -hmm. the world to Birch Bay. It's the wonderfulness of Birch Bay that brings everyone here. So there will be some disruption, but we may, uh, and we are going to look at uh, doing evening and nighttime work. You've mentioned that, yeah. So, um, and getting everything buttoned up before the weekends. And so, as far as the inconvenience, if you will, yeah. we're looking at one lane probably issues uh, during that project. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Um, no one gave me a heads up that there's going to be any actual closures. Uh, there'll nice. be some disruptions. Yeah. Um, part of it is <laughs> we have several folks who live here. It's like, yeah, no, just leave the potholes because it slows people down. <laughs> so we want to work with the sheriff's office and do what we can to make sure that when you have a nice smooth road, um, there's the, at least the anecdotal evidence of the potential for speeds to kind of climb up a little bit. Uh, and we're not a city. Um, you haven't voted yourself into be a city yet. So we don't have the ability to put things like uh, speed bumps sure, and things like that where cities have that, have that legal authority to do that. We don't. And, and so we'll do what we can for traffic calming. Um, but that is something that we're very concerned about and we'll want to do what we can for that. We also um, will not be doing the crosswalk into the park yet. Uh, the idea originally was we're going to build the berm, repave Birch Bay Drive, put in the crosswalk, and then build the park. Well, that's still the, the, the sequence, but the park is much longer down the road than we originally hoped. Sure. So we don't want to put a crosswalk to nowhere to nowhere, or put the crosswalk in the wrong place. It's like, eh, it's great, but now you, know, you got to paint over it and move it 40 feet. Yeah. Well, we don't want to do that. Plus, um, we want to make sure that when you put in a crosswalk, because crosswalks are not made of magic paint. When you step out onto that, it doesn't stop the cars. The right. cars have to stop. And a lot of folks just think, well, I'm in this crosswalk. I'm safe. I'll just step out here. Well, no. And so we want to make sure that those traffic calming features are there and that it's very obvious. There are pedestrians here. Slow down. Yes. So when the park gets developed, um, then we will come back and, and install the crosswalk and do those things on the edge, on the edge of the park that Public Works has committed to getting done. So it will happen. You just won't see it with the, the pavement rehabilitation. It's not just a matter of going and slapping down some paint and going, hey, this would be a great spot for a crosswalk. There's no, a lot more that goes in. A lot more to that. And then we'll come down and finish the southern end after we 
work out the uh, the tide gate that's down on Laurel Lane, down there by Grand Bay and, and going up to the entrance of uh, Leisure Park. Um, that has still to be done. There's some permitting issues that need to be done, some di- design things. So we don't want to pave it and then come in and tear it up <laughs> and patch brand new pavement. So we're going to stop the pavement before we get to that point. Once we get that, uh, once we get that culvert worked out, then we will finish the pavement down to uh, uh, Alderson. You use that word again, though, or that phrase, waiting on permitting. Once again, I want to circle back. <laughs> Apparently, Whatcom <laughs> County does not get preferential treatment no. when it comes to the permitting process. <laughs> no, no, we don't. Uh, we we uh, respect and appreciate our regulatory colleagues, um, and we get in line just like everyone else. You talk traffic real quick. Uh, that brought up uh, something that I know we didn't discuss before we started recording, so I'm th- coming out of left field with this, and that's uh, Bay Road. And I know there's been some traffic concerns on Bay Road, and that's something that uh, the county is looking at because that's turned into somewhat of a dangerous corridor. It, it that's what that's what I've heard. Um, I haven't done. Uh, oh, I, I am stepping outside of your no. room. No. Well, okay. you you are stepping into an area that I'm not sure, completely okay. sure about. I have not talked to the uh, the uh, maybe it was Derek that was telling me that they were looking at some different changes there. They are, um, and so uh, our traffic engineer and the head of the uh, engineering services for traffic, they're they're looking into that, and I will pull that information together. I'll talk awesome. to I'll talk to them, and see what's what's going on. Again, I think that they're looking at some. Uh, traffic calming mm-hmm. um, to be done Lights, with there, some such yeah, and, such, yeah. And, and likewise, uh, we got people out there saying, "Oh, leave the potholes, leave the bumps, because that slows people down." I mean, the only place they they slow down is the is the railroad crossing. Yeah, so and there are some people that I've seen launched <laughs> off the railroad crossing because they didn't slow down. So um, that's one of the things that I've greatly enjoyed about working with the Birch Bay community is the fact that. This is one of the last places, or one of the few places left that has a a neighborhood de- deputy still yes. available. Uh, the sheriff's office is, has had recruiting issues, just like the rest of us, and I don't know that they have fully staffed or will be fully staffed anytime real soon. But the fact that we have Derek here, um, we have that direct information. So it's not just. Um, meeting with the under sheriff, which and the sheriff, which is always good, but we have someone who's out here who sees it, who's ticketing people, who's dealing with the issues, who can talk to us and say, you know, can we look at doing this, this, or that out here? And like, yeah, we can look at doing that. Why not? Always uh, willing to talk. Absolutely. Yes. And so Bay Road is one of those things. I don't know what's going on specifically, but I will find out for you, Sasha, and we'll get back together. Well, we've talked about a lot, and that's just within the Birch Bay area. Um, yeah. <laughs> Whatcom County is a big county, and I, I think if we had to stress something, rolling patience is, is definitely something to stress, and I know people hate having that word thrown at them, but in the reality, if Roland Middleton could just snap his fingers and have all these projects done right now, he would, but we can't. The reality of it doesn't allow uh, that, so patience. No, there, there is, um, and, and there is a lot going on. There's a lot of stormwater work that's doing, being done in the Birch Bay area as well. Uh, things going on at Charlotte Terrace and Cottonwood Drive and Semiamo Drive and Anderson Road, and, 
and uh, our whole stormwater crew is is working on things and the bb warm um, which is is administered by public works mm-hmm. um, there's a lot going on with that but we also have swift creek and um, swift creek is its own animal uh, we hope it's a unicorn and there's only one animal of that. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, we're hoping that only one Swift Creek ended up on the Ark because uh, yes. we don't want that to repeat ever again. Uh, uh, Swift Creek is a, is a landslide coming off of uh, Sumas Mountain that mm-hmm. contains naturally occurring asbestos and heavy metals. And it's also just a tremendous of sediment feed into the Sumas River. So when the Sumas River floods, it's not just floodwaters that inundate, it's gravel and asbestos and other stuff nice. that goes into people's homes. And, and it's a real problem. It's a multi-million dollar issue that we're working on. There's all the Nooksack work that's, that's, that, that is, is a constant, constant reminder, um, not just in the, in the wintertime when, it, when it's flooding, but there's also summertime flows that are problems that, that we're working on as well. Um, the, the areas down uh, Lake Samish. So when I-5 closes, when you go through what we affectionately call the Samish Alps uh, <laughs> and uh, running through a bunch like. of chuckanut sandstone that ha- tends to fall onto I-5 and close I-5, we're, we're funneling a whole bunch of traffic, I-5 traffic, through little residential roads that are smaller than Birch Bay Drive. Yes. Uh, so you have like all of I-5 going right past your house. Uh, Alger wasn't equipped to handle that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And so we have, we're redoing uh, the Lake Samish Bridge down there. And we're, before that can be done, we have, again, we're back to the, the, the detour routes. We got to get some of those other areas that are not quite up to snuff to handle the detour and get those done. Um, it's a big county. There's 935 miles of road in unincorporated Whatcom County. That's outside the city. That's, yes, unincorporated. Complete, that's unincorporated. And we get the joy of being responsible for all the maintenance and operation of those roads. Um, and the we are starting to now get people hired. Uh, we've had a difficult time in recruitment. But we are just starting to turn that corner um, to get some people on board. Uh, our, our interim director is is working hard with the uh, human resources division to to try to address some of those issues that we need to get addressed to uh, to keep get people on on board here. Fact is, none so of this happens without bodies, right? <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, and uh, the commitment by our maintenance operation folks is, is wonderful, absolutely wonderful. But there is, is a lot of lot going on in Whatcom County, and has been. Um, I'm coming up this June. I've worked with Whatcom County for 34 years. That was going to be my next question, was how long you've been with, yeah. with Whatcom County. Yeah, uh, it, it, I, it just seems like... Uh, 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 a day has is gone by, but um, uh, there's a lot. I've been very fortunate to work on some of the most important community projects. I got to work on the East County Resource Center out in Columbia Valley. That was uh-huh. one of my first special projects when I became a, spe- a special project manager. And then there's the Berm and, and Swift Creek and Lummi Island Ferry and, and, and those sorts of things that uh, doing... 
One of the things that has been wonderful in working for Public Works is the idea, and it's not cliche, honestly. It may sound cliche for people who are cynical, but uh, it is not cliche. We work for the public. Public Works, public works yes. actually does that. Several of our projects that come across uh, that are big projects that I work on are projects that communities have asked for. It's not just the engineer going, you know what, this road needs to be improved by this whatever, and, and they're out with their slight rule, and they're figuring it out, and it's all wonderful to figure that out, and they go out and they get funding for it, and they build the bridge and everything's right, and they, uh, and they all slap their hands and, and go, yeah, we got that one done, move on to the next one. More often than not, someone has said, you know, Bay Road seems to be getting worse. And the traffic, if you, if you look at the traffic counts, well, it shouldn't be. Right. But if we have the opportunity to work with people like the, the community deputy who says, well, this is what we mean by it's getting worse. You see this intersection over here? This seems like, okay, well, let's do some improvements there. Let's fix it. So I hope no one feels like they can't talk to Public Works and say, hey, can you look at this? And in turn, public, and that's where I was actually going to lead with what I was going to ask how long you've been with the county, because 34, 35 years ago, it was a little bit different landscape, and it wasn't as easy to express this to the public. You mentioned earlier the couple of videos that you guys put together. We've seen those on the Public Works social media pages. We have outlets like this, whereas 35 years ago, yeah, you could maybe go sit behind a microphone at a radio station or put notices out in the paper. Now there's so many ways that you guys can disseminate this information to the public, and you try to do that in as many ways as possible. Well, we are, and and thank you for thank you for noticing. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's I'm glad that glad you have. We now have um, a a person whose job is social media, and getting that word out. Whatcom County Public Works has an external newsletter. We also have an internal one for, you know. Uh, people, sure. new parents and that kind of stuff, new hires and stuff like that. But we have an external newsletter um, that's available uh, for anyone. Uh, we put it on our electronically. We put it on our Facebook page and and uh, put notices out. I think she even has a, a, a an email list that we can and email it out. But and as a side note, mm -hmm. we're talking specifically public works here, but really, right. yeah, every every county department has something similar. Yeah, and yeah. So. Yeah, if you need to find something out, you can't you can't use the excuse that you don't know anymore because everybody's putting out information, a good flow of it. Well, for an old dud like me, there's some thing that we have to watch out for though too. And you can just be tired of it and it becomes spam. So we don't want to become spam either. So we want to make sure that the information that goes out is is really information that you you need to know. And there's other things that little reminders about things like, you know, uh, if you walk your dog on the berm, you know, make sure to get a, a, a mutt mitt, go to the mutt mitt station and, and get and take care of that. Those little reminders are, are good. Um, and so we want to focus on the people that are, that get the word out, like, like your program and, and other things. Um, I also found out that a 35 second or a minute and a half video that I'm just standing there in front of Jackson Road Bridge saying, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna come back, we're gonna work on it. We had more um, 
I, I can't that that information that I had that I spoke from had been on our website for like a year. No one commented. No one said a word. Right. And we got all kinds of thank you for letting me know. This is great. Thanks for letting us know. You know, we really appreciate you letting us know. So what we want to do is to do is where the people are. I could just dressed up in a three-quarter hat, three-corner hat, and go out as a town crier and stand in the middle of downtown Bellingham and, and go, Birch Bay Linden will be repaired on such yeah. and such a date, <laughs> and no one will know uh, to care. Yes. Or I can come out here, talk to you, and say, here's what we got going. Yeah. Well, you look good on camera, too. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. County eye candy as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Roland Middleton. With Whatcom County Public Works. Roland, we always enjoy speaking with you and appreciate you taking the time to come out. Thanks, Sasha. I really appreciate being out here and uh, anytime. What does your dream getaway have? Luxury hotel rooms, elegant suites, and relaxing spa? We've got that. World-class Wine Spectator Award-winning Steakhouse? We've got that. Washington's premier golf destination? We've got that. How about the newest slots, table games, and exciting promotions? Oh yeah, we've got those too. Visit Silver Reef Casino Resort and hit the getaway jackpot. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5 exit 260. We've got that. The Buzz Pod. And once again, we thank Roland Middleton, Special Programs Manager for Whatcom County Public Works, for visiting with us today. Again, to recap, we talked about a number of projects uh, that are going to be going on throughout the Birch Bay area, including the resurfacing of Birch Bay Drive, uh, some repairs on the Birch Bay Linden Road, where we had the washout with the flooding last year, the Jackson Road Bridge product uh, project with uh, $4 million set aside for that, and uh, some improvements on Bay Road as well. We also discussed flooding uh, throughout the Birch Bay area that we've experienced over the last couple of years. Whatcom County Public Works, you can always find out what's going on by visiting the Whatcom County website, just whatcomcounty.us. Also their Facebook page, Public Works, they do a great job of keeping uh, you updated on what's going on on the Facebook page. Just simply search for Whatcom County Public Works. Again, we thank you for listening to this special episode of the Birch Bay Buzz Pod. Be listening for another episode to be released right around the 1st of March. On behalf of Roland and the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce, I'm Sasha Sanguinetti. Enjoy the rest of your February. This has been the Buzz Pod, a monthly presentation of the Birch Bay Chamber of Commerce.